Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness. This is episode 297, High-End Appliances, Are They Worth It? And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 297. This is really an interesting topic. And I think you you did well choosing this because I think this is a burning question. That ah, good one. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. And they're all washed and yeah, high-end appliances are all washed up. And we could just go on and on with the puns. No, no, I don't think they are washed up. I take that back. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about uh, why and not just for looks, because looks aren't everything, as you well know. Uh, but uh, sometimes, you know, that plays a big role in some of our choices. But you should also know, uh, you know, what you're paying for and if it's worth it to you and take into account how long you think you're going to be in a particular home and all things like that. So we're going to cover all, a lot of information today about high-end appliances and the um, pros and cons, if you will. I wanted to point out before we get going in this episode that we are not advocating for or against the high-end appliances. I think what we're really trying to do is present the information so that you can make an educated decision for yourself. And we're kind of... Uh, putting the inf- you know what we know out there about them uh, because you know I mean I think they're right for some people and and not right for other people. Yeah, and in cer- certain circumstances they might be right for you if this house was your forever house or you knew you were going to be in here for an extended period of time, but if you're if you're thinking this is a couple of years, maybe that's not worth the investment because there's there are a lot of good looking lower priced appliances out there and options. So yeah, today we're just going to present you with a lot of information and then you plug that into your particular situation and see whether or not it's worth it to you to uh, you know, either renovate with high-end appliances, look for them in the next home that you may buy or rent. So you know, take the information and do with it what you will. And certainly, of course, anytime if you have questions, just shoot us an email. Yeah. And if we don't know, we'll, we'll try to find out. Yeah. So you're really talking about the look, the innovation, uh, the performance quality, and the, I guess the, the whole style of your kitchen when you, when you're thinking about the appliances that you're going to purchase. So, so, and it, you know, I'm not saying in any particular order, but I think a lot of the, those are some of the things that will bubble to the top as, um, reasons why you may want to go in the high end direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously I think your biggest downside to doing it, to using or buying a high-end appliance is going to be the cost. I think that is going to be the biggest downside. I mean, we're going to be talking about the upside here. Probably spending a lot more time on that. But yeah, I mean, it can be a lot more expensive depending on the particular appliance. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is that when you're shopping, it's there's going to be fewer places to see the appliances uh, in person. So, you know, if you don't live in a big town, you may not be able to see a French stove if you're in, in, in a small town. You might not be able to see it in person if that's what you wanted to order. So it is of something that's harder to see in person when you're shopping. There's fewer places that sell them. And also, it's a little harder to get them serviced as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, I think those are, I mean, that's what I would say are the two negatives, biggest negatives. 
Yeah. And we could just get those out of the way right away. Yeah. What is the drawback to a gorgeous, high-performing stove? Nothing except the cost, really. (laughs) You know, nothing. I mean, if, if, you know, if you didn't have a... The cost was not an issue and someone was going to give it to you. Why would you ever say no? No, you wouldn't. But you have to think about the cost too. This is why I mentioned several times in the beginning, uh, how long are you going to be in the house? Because sure, you can spend maybe $600, $800 on a stove or you can spend 3000 5000 or even upwards if you're talking about these fabulous uh, European models that Anita mentioned, uh, the French stoves or the Agas or something like that. But even if we're, we're talking about the ones that are easier to get your hands on here and they're in you know, somewhat of a reachable range like the Wolves and Vikings and Gaganos. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I've monograms. got a Thermidor. Yeah. yeah. Thermidors, mm-hmm. Mila's, Boches, yeah. even Gen Airs. You know, if you're talking about that category, if you're going to be in your house, say for 20 years, it's a hundred. If you spend $3,000 on your stove, it's, it's $150 a year. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, that's it, not crazy. But if you think about it, and then of course, if you broke it down every day and if you're using it, you know, so it's really if how long you're going to be in the house. Uh, or, you know, what your real estate market is like if you're going to flip it, but everybody in that area is expecting that kind of kitchen, then you probably, it's worth it to put it in. You have to take all these things into consideration before you even think about cooking on it. Well, and it's not just a how long you're going to be there. Is it worth the investment? Uh, I worked with a, a customer who had a house built client and they, chose a French Leconche stove for their kitchen. And when they sold their house, I guarantee you that helped sell it super fast. So if you do, if it is an appliance that's staying with the house, I think that can really help sell it. And you might even get a little better price for it because people are on Pinterest now. They are on Instagram. There's an exposure to these high-end appliances that really wasn't there 20 years ago. So now people are more educated. So when they see it, they know what it is. They know it's something that they've seen. And so there's, because people are more aware of it, there's more of a market for it. And so, yeah, I think it can really be an investment, uh, even if you're selling your house. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. But it depends upon what market you're in, though. You have to be in a market where somebody's going to appreciate that. You know, you don't want to out do your kitchen and outfit it beyond, you know, what anybody's going to be interested in paying in your area. But so beyond, you know, let's talk about like actually buying it and wanting to use it. So what are the advantages of having a high-end appliance, whether it be a stove, refrigerator, or dishwasher? And usually if you're going to go high-end on one, you're going to go high-end on all of those. Uh, And then, you know, the other ancillary ones, like your microwave and stuff like that. We're not going to cover all of that today. but. Um, you're definitely going to get higher quality performance. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about, well, what kind of cook are you? If you're, you know, put sliding in and there's no shame in this So at are all, we talking about, can, are we talking about each appliance at a time? Now? Are we talking about stoves right now? Yeah. So let's stick, okay. let's start with let's stoves. Let's talk stoves. Okay. Let's talk stoves. So, I mean, if you're a no shame in it, if you're a kind of person who is heating stuff up, you know, so then I would say get get the best microwave you can get on the market or something like that. Maybe you want to get a good looking stove, but you don't need the 
uh, performance that you would get from one of these high-end machines. What you're going to get out of a high-end stove is m- not only the, uh, the testing, there's not going to be maybe not as many bells and whistles in a high-end stove, but it's going to be the BTUs where it's going to play in. And that is, you know, how much power are you going to get from this? And usually it's going to be a gas stove when you're talking about these high-end ones. So a normal stove is going to have around 7,000. You're going to more than double that to about 15,000 BTUs. Um, And that's a British thermal unit. That's just how you know, it's measured. Look at you. Yeah, I'm so baby. Yeah. Oh, I have done so much research over uh, appliances for, I mean, I, so many <laughs> years now of all these houses. So it's really, that is, is measuring the heat given off by the gas burner. Mm-hmm. And usually in a high-end appliance, you're going to have different burners with different levels of BTUs. You know, you're going to have the one where you want to put the big pot of water for boiling the pasta on. That's going to be like, crank it up. And then maybe you have a simmering one, but you're going to have those sorts of options. So you're going to have the power. It's going to be this machine that can really cook. So if you love to cook or you want to love to cook, or even if you're a Sunday afternoon cooker, that might be something that's just worthwhile for you because you're go- it's going to perform really well for you. And another thing I want to point out, let's say you have an electric stove now, but you're wanting one of these high-end gas stoves, or maybe it's not even high-end, but you want to switch to a gas stove. You may have connections in your house. My older house, uh, there was actually an electric cooktop, but when we replaced it, we found there was an option to do a gas uh, cooktop instead. You know, you had both options there. And actually at our farm, we opted at the time for electric, but now I'm just in love with the gas. But we have a propane tank out there. So I'm actually going to run it. When we replace it, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to run a line to the house. So, you know, that's something you can think about is it might not be that hard to switch. You might already have connections. if you're... Right, behind your stove mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. even know about. And yeah, it's all about it can... your connections, baby. You right. So that's that's an option. But I also wanted to mention, let's say you want that high-end look, mm-hmm. but you really don't want the high-end expense. Yes. I found an option. I'm really mm. excited about this. Oh, so because, funny because I have a couple of options in that line too. Well, I wonder if there's the same one. Maybe we should start talking before <laughs> we do this podcast because I found a brand. Is that what you're talking about? This no, brand? no, no, no. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So the brand I found this brand called Holman, and they look a lot like Lacanche stoves. But they're stop available. it, Holman, it's Holman. Okay. okay, so I saw that it's available on Home Depot, and much more recently priced than a Lacanche or Lacanu. And I thought, I've got to check this brand out. So I found their website, checked it out. Made in Texas. Didn't know that when I decided on, you know, doing a little research on them, but they're beautiful stoves. I don't know anything about the company beyond what I basically just told you that the stoves are beautiful and they are made in Texas. It's a fairly new company, but check them out if you want that look, but you don't want to spend a lot of money. They have several different colors in the stoves. But this is my prediction is that we're going to be seeing more, more and more of this. There is a high, high demand for the high-end look, but people are not wanting to pay the prices that you currently have to pay. So I am predicting there's going to be more and more of these companies pop up that are going to be selling these luxury appliances lookalikes. Right. And, but you've been talking about like 
the super high-end appliances. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what you're talking about, this home and company. I think that's brilliant because, you know, just even if you had the money, like, would you really spend that much money on a stove? Well, we I have a blogger know. friend that did, I know. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, sure, sure, people do. I mean, it's people make their own decisions of what they would spend their mm-hmm. money on. But mm-hmm. here, if you could get a look, but also... I wonder how Hallman performs. Of course, you want to check that out as well. Right, check it out, of course, of course. But isn't that a smart thing to come up? Because I mean, really, it's they're selling that it's it's the the luxury name and the brand. Like well, I mean, people want that look, but they probably don't really care whether it's made in France or not. I think it's brilliant, personally. No, I think so too. Good, good find, Nita. Wow, yeah. I'm mean, definitely going to check them out. I mean, it's probably price. I, it's like you said, it's not. It's not the same price as a GE. It's going to be right, more than that. But it that, might be like a Viking or a wolf. It's or something. more like a wolf or a Viking. So it's still kind of high end, but but not like the, you know, what you would yeah. pay for the French lookalike one. Mm-hmm. Which has got to be upwards. I, I've never priced those, but they have to be uh, over 10 grand, right? They're about 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, I looked. I know because I looked. Because How I much looked, would that be? Should, well, you should just, you should know these things and then you can I, decide or not decide. Well, right? and I wanted an Aga so badly, but of course, not practical in Texas. Oh, please, not- you'd have to have 20 fans on your ceiling if you I had know, an Aga Exactly, because if you don't know about the Agas, they're they're made in the UK and they're, they're mentioned in every novel you know uh, that was placed, any story about the countryside in England. There's an aga that's like, you know, and, and it, it burns nonstop. It's on so, all the time. Right. So we cannot have that in Texas. Now they do make agas for the U.S. So I don't know if they're on all the time, like the ones in the U.K., but, but I just, because of the way I know the ones in the U.K. work, no, we could never have no, them. No, they're here. on all the time. But I, I know, but I have I mean, this. agas on oh, all the time. They do? Okay. or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I just had this romantic idea about it, but it was just made me very sad. I knew it was not going to work. Yeah, because even my vintage stove that I have here. Is um, it on all the time? Well, no, but it has the pilots are on all the time, which oh. freaked me out in the beginning. I would blow them out every night, but it's really fine. But even just mm-hmm. that little amount of heat on a hot day, y- you can tell. So I can't imagine having oh, an auger okay. running all the time. Like, no. Everybody's just like. No, because, I mean, we don't even, it, when it's summer, I really avoid cooking as much as possible. I mean, it's salads and and Grilling. sandwiches and the, well, we yeah. not much. I mean, I try to. I, I'm not going to. Oh, I guess because you're hot outside telling. too. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. hot everywhere. It's everywhere. Hot yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of hot everywhere, let's move on to refrigeration. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. what are you getting if you are getting a high end refrigerator, a Sub Zero, uh, Thermador, Mila, something? You know, any of those types of brands? Because I don't really think there are super high end refrigerators like like there are the stoves if there are you know somebody jump in and let us know well, like you said the sub-zeros i think right well, but i'm saying there's not like the french version or oh there probably like is but i don't know what it is but again i have a less expensive option on that as well okay great well you are just full of information today but what you're going to be looking for then in the refrigerator or what's going to separate the mid-range refrigerators from the higher end, more expensive, is the compressors. So in a refrigerator that is a mid-range, you're going to have one compressor for both the refrigerator and the freezer. It's just not as efficient and the, um, you know, the different degrees, there just not, doesn't really keep your food as 
temperature correct or as fresh as it could if you have dual compressors. So a dual compressor is when you have a compressor separate for the freezer and a separate one for the refrigerator. And if you've ever seen a Sub-Zero is a good example of visualizing that because if you've seen those massive refrigerators and you'll see how they have the compressor units on the top, usually they have kind of like a uh, you know, like bands of metal going across. That's where the compressors are and they're separate units. Mm-hmm. And now um, I have now two actually separate, so they're definitely separate compressors because I have two separate uh, units? appliances. Yeah, two separate units. And now Mila and Thermador make theirs. There may be other ones that make them now, but when I was researching So did you have room for store, that in your kitchen? Yes, because it's fabulous. They're, oh, yours the, are built in. You have yeah, the cabinetry on the top. Oh. Yeah. So I had them where you can use the fully integrated panels, which is also nice. something that yes. you can get on the higher end ones. Not all of the mid-range have that. So I wanted them to be integrated with the cabinetry, which means you can just – they have the – the, uh, the little kits where you are able to attach the panels, the wooden panels to uh, in front of it. So it looks like your cabinets. So I have the one side that's the freezer, which is thinner. And then I have a- I'm surprised that fit in your kitchen. Oh, yeah. It's, I oh, mean, wow. it, it, they would be the same size if they were touching, but I, I bought them separate. So it wasn't mm-hmm. one giant- So it's hung- not- it's. It's not wider. Thing. Is it the size of a Sub-Zero or the size more of a standard refrigerator? It's probably not as big as the huge, huge Sub-Zeros, okay. but mm-hmm. it, you know, it would be, if it was together, it would be the same size as a big, as a know, big, big refrigerator, okay. you know, like oh, a double yeah. door one or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. just separated. So I think that the freezer is like 18 inches and then maybe the um, refrigerator is 28 or something like that. And then I was able to put a cabinet in between them. But oh, I, nice. I think that, yeah. And the Mila was yet again more expensive than the Thermador. So I just went with the Thermador. I think that's a very trusted brand. It's definitely oh, it high is. end, but it does, mm-hmm. it, it didn't have that extra, you know, couple of thousand dollars tacked on it. So I'm very happy with those. Well, good for you. So what I did was everyone that comes in my house thinks I have a sub zero. Because mm-hmm. I have the big refrigerator with the grill at the top, the bottom, you know, it's it's really wide. But it's too, it's actually frigid air. And I bought the, and so it was much, much cheaper. It wasn't even close in price. Mm-hmm. So I have the stainless steel refrigerator and the stainless steel freezer. And they're right next to each other. And then it's just a little bit extra to buy the trim kit. So it looks like it's all one unit. So that is something, if you're building, you can have the space built for that. And you can do that. And that's what I suggest. And it's, you're just going to save so much money. You're going to love it. But you I know, thought it, it was a sub-zero. You had me fooled. Oh, did you? See? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, so that's something you can do. And now, you know, it, but it's much wider than a regular refrigerator. So you would have to have some cabinetry work done if you, you know, had just a space for a regular one now. But yeah. So, and then another thing that you can do, I think these are super cute. Have you seen the Smeg? Oh, or the so big cute. chill. They're so cute. Refrigerators. I think those are so adorable. So that's another direction you could go. They're 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 retro looking and their colors, there's blue or almond, red, pink. I I don't even know all the colors, but they're yeah, really they're darling. Charming. They're darling. 
Yeah. If you don't know what those are, we'll put a link in the show notes and Mm -hmm. you should just go check them out. They're so cute. So then let's just go into the third big item, Mm -hmm. third big appliance you would have in your kitchen is the dishwasher. So what are you getting if you're getting a high end? Well, obviously you're getting the same thing, high quality performance and the advanced testing during the development. So, you know, you know, the machine is going to really work and it's going to last you about 10 years. A stove and a fridge are high in the high-end department should last you about 20 years each. So the dishwasher, a half-life of that, about 10. And what you're really looking for is the hidden button panels, Mm -hmm. which you may be able to find in a mid-range one now. Um, So they're at the top. So when you close it, you know, it's coming under the lip of your counter. So you're not seeing the buttons. That's nice. Um, Maybe the full integration where you can have the kit that you can attach the cabinetry panels too, but also the sound level. Uh, you, If you care about having a quiet machine, you don't even know it's on, then it might be worthwhile to pay up. Hmm. Well, and I wanted the hidden panel. So I went ahead and got the Thermador that went with the, well, you know, because I got was getting the stove too. I think there was some special when I got them together, but I can vouch for it. It's nice that the panel, the control panel is hidden when the door is closed And then when it's on, there's a blue light that shines down on the floor. So it's very discreet, but you can tell, and but you cannot hear it at all when it's on. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I have the Mila and mine, I can't Mm -hmm. hear it either. Yeah. And it is very nice. And mine just kind of opens itself up a little bit when it's done. Yes. But uh, to be honest with you, though, for me, if I can't see the control panel, I don't really care what brand it is. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't. If I had found one that looked this nice that was cheaper, I would have bought it because the sound is not as big a deal to me. I, I'm just, I just, I'm about the pretty. I'm all about the pretty. Yeah. No. And the pretty is really, it is really important when you're designing your kitchen. But you know, it, I think today, this is really a lot of great information. You've given me some things I didn't know about. I'm going to definitely check out those uh, stoves just for future reference. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. Okay, so let's talk about buying these high-end appliances. Sure, you can go to your local appliance store and you can see if they have what you're looking for. Many, 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 you know, even small town appliance stores now will have a lot of these brands that we're talking about today. They might not have the French and the other brands, but definitely will have the higher end brands for you to have a look at. Yeah, you said the Wolf and the Thermador. Right, the Wolf, Dagano, Viking, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and if you're in the market for these things, you know, ask your friends what they have, you know, go to open houses, maybe poke around, see what they have. You know, I thought I was all set. I was going to get the wolf 
Uh, but then I realized I really didn't like the big red button, the big red knobs, and oh, they have the big red knobs. You but know, then so you went with the uh, old stove that came with the house. Well, this was in my prior house. Oh, okay. yeah, I had a Viking stove in the other house, and I really loved. See, that, that would have worked in your Tuscan phase with the yes, red knobs. Perfect, it was perfect. But I didn't oh, that's have a Tuscan right. phase. Don't that's try to right. Trick I forgot. Me. You, I forgot that you did a trick that. question. <laughs> Right. The red would have worked there. Mm -hmm. But here I found a source or several sources to suggest to all of you for gently used high-end appliances. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Do tell. The obvious one is Craigslist. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows about that. That's, I'm not like, you know, dropping this really exciting tidbit. What's this site again? Let me write it down. It's, is it (laughs) Craigslist or Craigslist? Okay. No, but here's the other one. Everything but the house. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Okay. They have, I got kind of lost on there because they have pretty much everything. They oh. didn't have that many appliances, but I went on recently, to, you know, getting ready for this episode. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things where if you're in the market, just like Craigslist, you just have to troll it. I think, you know, also maybe put in your information and you might even get um, a notification if something comes up, but everything but the house is like it's. You know, the name implies it everything for your house except the house. So appliances, lighting, decor, they even have jewelry. They have tons of things. It's like a very, um, it's a huge ongoing estate sale. Well, and check out Home Depot and Lowe's because I went on there and saw some professional restaurant looking cooktops or, or stoves. That were not, you know, they're not, they weren't a brand I'd ever heard of. And they were much more reasonably priced than, than a Viking stove. Right. So maybe if you're going for the look and you don't really cook that much and you don't really care so much about having maybe you're not explosive BTUs, uh, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, again, I think most people just want that look and they don't really care. I mean, most people coming over to your house don't look to say, oh, is that really a sub-zero? You just go, oh, I think it is. I don't think See? less of you now that I know it's not. Oh, yeah. I'm good with it. I think it's actually, I think more of you. It's an a open secret. Very, very, very good deal there. Nice tip, Anita. Okay, so I have a couple more. Renovation Angel, also online, and they have something on their site called the Luxury Bargain Hunters Club. So you can dip in there and you can see, I mean, you know, obviously appliances are big items, big ticket items, and you might have to have them shipped, but you can put in your zip code. You can see if there's anything. It's worth the look is what I say, you know, and there may be a house that's wasn't used that much, maybe. That's you know? amazing that they would be getting rid of something like that. Because, well, you know, uh, maybe you know, around here they- homes and things like oh, that. You just don't mm-hmm, know where it's coming mm-hmm. from. Because, yeah, there's there's definitely houses being torn down here, but I don't think the stove is something you're going to want. Well, yeah, not if it's uh, going to be a teardown, but you know, I mean, people flip things all the time, right? And they might just say, hey, I want to get a little something for this stove. So they put it on this site. And then the the restore um, stores, the Habitat for Humanity stores. I didn't realize there were that many of those. I put in my zip code within, I think, 25 miles, and I came up with like six or seven stores. I've never been to any of those, but that might be a good place because you have to think about it. It's not just the appliances they would be outfitting Habitat for Humanity houses with, but it's people donating or, you know, maybe consigning to them as well. So it could be a big range of appliances. And again, anything like that, you know, it's sort of hit or miss. I've heard of people 
trolling Craigslist for a certain thing. In fact, August Stove is one of those. A friend of mine did that. And it took her a year and a half, but she found one. She found what? She found an August Stove on Craigslist. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if that's, if you really know that's what you want and you don't want to spend or your budget doesn't allow you to spend what the retail would be on that, you know, and you've got a little time, especially if you're in a renovation, you know, you're not going to need the appliance for a little while. It can't hurt to look and see what you come up with. You might just be lucky. I think that's a great idea. That's impressive. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're staying in the kitchen today with our um, listener question. Okay. So Jenny G sent us an email and she is renovating her kitchen and um, their home is an oldie, 1870. So wow. you're even older than me. Um, and they want to, they said the cat, you know, she said something like braces and college and all these things, you know, obviously uh, sort of dig into your budget as with us all. So they're yeah. trying to save what they can in their home. So she's thinking about painting the cabinets. She said they're wooden, so they're good quality. So it's really no sense pulling them out, particularly the interior. So she was wondering what we thought the best paint would be to paint the inside in particular, but also the outside of these cabinets. Oh, well, I mean... Here, I certainly the I know every painter I've dealt with always prefers the oil based paints on the cabinetry. But I know you said there in California, it's illegal to use the alkyls. It is, it is, Um, right. So, and I don't know if Jenny told me where she was living. So, but she did mention oil paint. Like, is it oil? Is it latex? So, I haven't used oil paint in a long time. You Mm -hmm. know, for these reasons. and I don't think you know, it's very hard to work with. So most painters, you know, unless they are old timey or they don't mind cleaning their brushes, they don't really want to do that anyway. And I think you can get a really great finish with the latex paint now anyway. But Jenny, this is what I would say to you. I have done now, oh gosh, how many, maybe five kitchens. And in every single one of them, I either painted cabinets that were wooden, just like you're describing, ones that were nice, made of nice wood, maybe paint quality or better, but I was going to paint them. Or I put in wooden cabinets that um, my idea was the the look was going to be painted. So, mm-hmm. And I have used latex paint on every single one of them inside and out. Well, I think the latex paint now is not the same latex paint that they had 10 years ago because they are, there is a move away from using the oil-based paints. So Mm -hmm. I think using it now would be safer to use it on cabinets. I I really don't think it's the same product that it was 10 years ago. Right. Right. So what I would say to you is, I don't know if your cabinets are painted on the inside. I wasn't sure if they were color or they were stained or just wooden. I would say Thoroughly clean them and degrease the inside, even though I'm sure your house is clean and you're like, ooh, grease. But you know what? If your house is that old and people have been cooking in that kitchen, there's some sort of film on something. So that's probably you right. could use anything like simple green, any anything, anything that's a degreaser, which is, you know, pretty much any product you would use to even clean dishes. Just make sure you clean it, clean them all out 
really well, maybe several wipe downs, let them dry at least 24 hours. I wouldn't start painting right away after I had cleaned them. And then if you're going to do it yourself, I would just, you know, to use the LaTeX paint with a brush and I would just, you know, chunk it up. Say, I'm going to do this many cabinets today, this many cabinets on the outside. But you had mentioned in the email that you were thinking about hiring some people to come in and maybe do the outside of the cabinets. So if you're doing that, I would suggest you have them spray them. Spray them so with take the them off the hinges paint. and take them outside to spray, right? Right. And mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to charge you even maybe not even anything more, but not much more to also spray the interiors. Get that done. Because, you know, like we kind of try to mince up a job like that. The guy's coming anyway. You're like, oh, it's more work for him to cover up the area you don't want sprayed. Mm -hmm. You know, so rather than then, oh, okay, you do the outsides. Now I'm doing the insides. You're paying the same for the outside and now you have to do the the inside yourself. That sounds bad. That's a bad plan. So I would say have them spray it all. And then if you're like me, particularly in an old home, if you like the look of the brush strokes, then to save some money, you could do the brush strokes. You've already got one or two, however many coats you need to get the color right. So you either have one or two coats of the the latex paint sprayed on, which will give you that flat finish. And then you can add the last coat with a brush. And and, and, on the inside, you don't even need to do that. You could just leave it sprayed. But if you like the look of the brush stroke, which I like, it's it's a more farmhouse-y, like an older, more vintage look, just do that on the outside. Great idea. Thanks. Well, I, Jenny I asked no- me, a, that was like a law ball for me because I've done this so many well, times. I was going to say, I was very impressed. I've only done that once. So uh, yeah, you have a lot more experience doing that than I, I was aware. Yeah. And and definitely if you can go with latex, if the paint is good enough, it, the cleanup is so much easier. And I would suggest maybe talk to your paint store and see what what kind of paints they have. Again, not only has paint changed over the years, but not all paint is the same quality. And some paint is, you know, $20 a can. Some of it is $100 a can. Yeah. So do a little research and, and maybe ask the person what paint they recommend for for your job. Yeah, definitely tell them you're doing cabinets. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be stuff going in and coming out. And, and did you mention primer? Yeah, it, I'm not sure what condition her cabinets are in right now. And, uh, you know... If they're not painted, yeah, you want to prime. Yeah, then then you may want to prime and just mm-hmm. if I don't know what color you're doing them, but you could do the colored, even the tinted primers. Mm-hmm. If if you're not going with white, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty. Well, I I learned a lot today, and I thought I, I did knew too. A lot. Yeah, I, I did too. I yeah. this was great, and now I'm. You've got me thinking now. <laughs> Could I add another kitchen somewhere? No, yeah, you can't. <laughs> no, I don't want another kitchen. Not another kitchen. <laughs> so thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It was really fun for us as always. And as Jenny did, send us in your questions or photos or just let us know that you like something or let us know if you don't like something or give us a suggestion on upcoming topics. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. Anita and I have such a fabulous time talking with you and receiving your emails and all the photos that everybody's been sending us of their homes. 
Keep your questions coming in. Keep letting us know what you think. Let us know if you've had any episode topics you'd like us to cover. We are open to your suggestions. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, do that. Just head over to iTunes or any of your podcast listeners and hit the subscribe button. That way you'll get DTT coming to you for free. Until next time. Mm -hmm.